Okay. Um, look, I don't know if you guys are excited or not, but I'm excited about this. Um, we're about to start something which I think is really profitable, and I hope that everyone finds it really helpful getting a good grasp of what um, is written in the Bible, at least as an overview. Um, I want to read a few scriptures to start with. So as we go through every book, we're going to find lots of different things and lots of helpful things will come out. But there, there's one great theme that is in every book, in all of the scripture. And I just want to read from, somebody's already going to say it, Luke chapter 24. So let's go to Luke chapter 24. And I'm going to read verse 45 and 46. And it says this, this is the Lord Jesus. He opened their understanding to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written. Sorry, I'm going to read from verse 44. Let's go back one verse. And he said to them, These are the words which I have spoken to you while I was yet with you, that all that is written concerning me in the law of Moses and prophets and psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their understanding to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved the Christ to suffer and to rise from among the dead the third day. So here the Lord Jesus speaks about three categories of books. He says the law, he says the prophets, and he says the Psalms. And they're really the three categories of books in the Old Testament. Um, so just as an example, um, if you ask a Jewish person for how they split up the Old Testament, what we call history books, a lot of them they call the early prophets. So, for example, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Um, or Ruth might be part of their writings that they lump in with the Psalms. But those early history books, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, they call them early prophets. And then the prophets that we call prophets, they call latter prophets. So the Lord Jesus said, everything in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms um, things concerning himself they speak of him and especially they speak of his sufferings but we'll look at we'll look at some other things that they speak of as well because they speak of his reign and his glory also um, let's have a look at another scripture uh, in uh, let's do second Timothy first so second Timothy 316. Does somebody want to read 2 Timothy 3.16 um, and 17? So, 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3.16 Every scripture is divinely inspired and profitable for teaching, for conviction, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, fully fitted to every good work. Cool. All scripture is divinely inspired. Um, that means the Old Testament. That means the bits that are hard. That means the bits that we hardly ever read. All of it is divinely inspired. And all of it is profitable. Every single part of it is profitable. And I hope that that's one of the things that comes out as we go through. Let's look at another verse so that 
I'm not taking up too much time. Um, First Peter, chapter one, uh, verse ten. It says, "Concerning which salvation prophets who have prophesied of the grace towards you sought out and searched out, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, pointed out, testifying before." of the sufferings which belong to Christ and the glories after these. So I just want to highlight there that the prophets saw the sufferings of Christ and they saw the glories of Christ that were after his sufferings. So that's that's something that we can take out of that. And then let's just look at Second um, Peter chapter 1 also. Verse 19 of Second Peter chapter 1. Oh, does somebody want to read that? To the end of the chapter. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So just a couple of things from this. Um, The prophetic word, which Peter here is speaking about the Old Testament scriptures. The prophetic word is profitable, is a light that shines in an obscure place. It's going to give us light as to um, things that God reveals. And the things that are contained in it are not to be taken out of context by themselves and used as a um, used on their own. So no scripture is of private interpretation. You don't just take one little bit and um, make something out of it. But the scriptures flow together because the holy men of God spoke moved by the Holy Spirit. So scripture is one message from the Holy Spirit through these men of God who wrote the books of the Bible. Okay. Um, The aim of what we're doing, um, I'm hoping as many of us will get involved, from the youngest to the oldest. Now, um, if you're a bit scared of doing some of the books, that's okay. There are, there's going to be a choice. You've got a choice of many, many books. But even if you just want to do a New Testament book, that's okay. Um, but I want really from from the youngest to the oldest, as many of us as possible to be involved. And the whole aim is, one, to read some scripture. Everyone who presents has to read the book that they are presenting on. So um, before, you, if it's your week to present, that week, and you'll know weeks beforehand. So you will have had to read that book during the time um, before you present. Then you're going to prepare some outline of the book, some things to present about the book. And I've listed those questions in an email. If you haven't seen my email, I can show it to you and I can go through those things with you. But one, we want to read the scriptures. Two, we want to learn how to study and use study tools to look at things. How do I find um, where a particular word is used elsewhere in the Bible? How do I find when somebody is mentioned, not only in the Old Testament, but they're mentioned in the New Testament. How do I use those um, study tools to help me find things? 
How do I find meanings of names? All of that kind of stuff. So we want to use each study to learn things like that. We want to get an outline of the books of the Bible so that we don't feel, I have to say it, speak for myself, so that we don't feel ashamed. I'm going to tell you something that I've I heard somebody say. Who here thinks the Bible is the Word of God? Yeah, I think it's the Word of God. Okay. Um, who here thinks it's the most important book that you could ever read? Yeah. Okay. Who here has read it through? Okay, it's many less hands. Okay, who here has read any other book through? Any other book? Quite a few hands. Now, we just said it was the most important book that you could possibly read. But we've read other books first, and we've read other books through. It's really important as believers to have a grasp of the Bible. And I want, to, I want us to be encouraged to read the Bible so that we have an outline, um, like Paul said to Timothy, have an outline of sound words. Um, to, as believers, not to be ashamed to say when somebody asks you, you know, what's, what's Nehemiah all about? And you don't know. Well, and not just for people, but, you know, we just talked about how the scriptures are of benefit. It's a benefit to you. And it's a responsibility for us as young people, especially, to get into the word. Because we're going to forget it when we get older. Whoever presents Ecclesiastes will tell us about that. Um, to know where the books fit in, in time, and to know how they fit into God's plan. So, it's not about having the most detailed presentation or um, knowing the most about the book that you're going to present. Um, but it's just about um, getting yourself grounded in that book and presenting something that's going to be helpful. All we want to do is whet the appetite of everyone here to get into that book, present some things that are going to um, make people interested. Now, um, I, I explained to a couple of people what wetting your appetite means. You know, when I see, a, when I'm hungry and I see a good plate of food, start salivating. That's wetting your appetite. That's I, I want to get into it. Um, and that's what we want to do with the books of the Bible. Okay. So, now I'm going to go into a timeline of the Old Testament. This is what I want to um, look at tonight. Okay. So, the first thing I want us to look at for the... Um, you might have seen this chart before. It's a really helpful chart. So, this is what the prophets saw. So, we're going to look at the Old Testament. And by prophets... I'm going to tell you that, you know, we're going to talk about the books of the law. They're the books of Moses, the first five books. But Moses was a prophet as well. And he spoke prophetically um, about things in the future. So um, what the prophets saw, David was a prophet. So the Psalms are prophetically um, orientated books as well. So what did the prophets see? Here's the eye of the prophet. And this is what he's looking at. And I want to tell you the first thing that they're looking at is the exile. So, when the prophets wrote, most of the prophets, the ones that we call prophets, they wrote either just before the exile of Israel, during the exile, or just after the exile. So, some of them were after here, and they were looking from here up. But the prophet, he sees the exile and the destruction of Israel and Jerusalem. Yes, Can you explain what the exile is? Yes. 
maybe I will, I'll do it on this chart. Um, so what the prophet can see, exile, and I'll explain what that means. They can see the birth of the Lord Jesus. Remember the star and the three, well, it wasn't three wise men, but wise men, probably men who were exiled, who were Jews, who saw the star and said, we need to go find this promised one. So they saw the birth of the Lord Jesus. Remember, Isaiah says that. Um, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, a child. They saw the cross of the Lord Jesus, the, the sufferings of Christ. They saw the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended on the assembly. In part, they didn't know about the assembly because there's a big valley here. And there's the table with bread and wine on it. And this is the church period. And the prophet, he couldn't see this bit. So there's no direct prophecy about the church in the Old Testament. The rapture, let's put it here. Um, the rapture was not something that was revealed in the Old Testament. And maybe I'm going to make that clear. These, these charts, um, this was my draft from this afternoon. So I'm going to try and make them a little bit better. Um, they saw the tribulation. So I just want to make that clear. They did not see the rapture. Okay? They saw the tribulation. They saw the millennial kingdom. That's a throne. In the next version, it's going to be much bigger and clearer. So, anyway, um, The great white throne, the judgment after the millennium. And they saw the new heavens and the new earth. So this is what the prophets saw. And when, when you're reading in the Old Testament... If you have this in mind, you can say, what does it relate to? Is it about um, the time of Jacob's trouble, like we get in Jeremiah? Well, that's the tribulation. Is it about the king coming and reigning in righteousness? Well, that's the millennium. Is it, behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth? Well, that's pretty easy. It's about the new heavens and new earth. But then you get the sufferings and the glories of Christ. Now, one thing. Imagine you're here with this prophet and you're looking. You see one mountain peak and you see the next mountain peak. They look like they're just behind each other. What they don't have is perspective of the time between them. So sometimes when the prophets speak, they'll squeeze them right up. So it says the sufferings of Christ and the glories are right there. They're mixed up. They're almost right behind each other. But that's their view of it. But we know that there's a gap there and it's very important to know about that gap. Okay, let's do the next chart. And this is really mainly what I want to show tonight. So this chart just shows a timeline of the Old Testament and where the books fit. So you'll notice the books are not in written order. So can everyone see that? Okay, um, this bit's condensed, so 4000 BC, this is 4000 BC, around that time is creation. I really want us to remember from here, from the call of Abraham to the cross. And I know that's a long time, that's 2000 years, but I just want, I want to tell you that Abraham was called around 2000 BC. And if we say that the the Lord Jesus coming is zero, right? So when AD starts, that's 2,000 years that I want us to remember. And a really easy way to remember it 
And you want this like in your brain. You want to remember these four points. You want to remember Abraham being called. And then I've divided it into 500 years. So there's four divisions. One, two, three, four. Abraham is called at around 2000 BC. 500 years later, Moses takes the children of Israel out of Egypt. 500 years later, David is on the throne. 500 years later, the prophets are there. So I've just put Isaiah there, but it could be Jeremiah or one of the the major prophets who prophesied about the exile, around 500. So you just need to remember those breakups of 500 years from 2000 to zero. If you remember those, you will have a really good grasp of where things fit in in the Bible because for 2,000 years, not much is written. From here to here is Genesis 1 to 11. That's it. And then from here to Moses is 12 to 50 of Genesis. Then the rest of the Bible is focused on these bits. But the major, major focus is the exile. And I'm going to explain that word. This is really when the history of, well, not Israel as a nation, but the calling of Abraham, who is the father of that nation, um, comes. So in about 2000, God called Abraham and he told him he's going to make his descendants like the stars of the heaven. You remember that? Between Abraham and when Moses came, you had Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. We call them the patriarchs and the children of Israel were led by patriarchs in that period. From Moses to Joseph, patriarchs. And then when Moses comes along, Moses was a prophet and the last guy before a king was Samuel and he was a prophet. And really prophets led the people at this time. Then David takes the throne. Um, Saul was the first king. But really, this is the, the glory days of Israel. The glory days of the nation of Israel was David and Solomon's reign. And it all went downhill from there. But David takes the throne. And I've called them princes because just another P. But princes or kings rule Israel then. And then, after the exile, which, sorry, I will explain... Um, Priests rule. So there's a man who comes back to um, Jerusalem after the exile. His name's Joshua. He's high priest. And until the Lord Jesus, there's a man there. His name was Caiaphas. He was the leader of the people of Israel at that time. He was high priest as well. And the priests ruled during this time. In red... The books that I've written, they sort of fit in, in this timeline. So I've told you about Genesis and what it talks about there. In red are the books of the law. They're the books of Moses. But during this time, we get Joshua, Judges, Ruth also, straight after um, those books of Moses. During the days of the kingdom, we get First and Second Samuel, First and Kings, First and Second Chronicles. We also get the song books or the poetry books. 
And one of them is way back here. Job lived around the time of Abraham. So I put Job there under Genesis. But these books here were written by David and his son Solomon. So you get Psalms, and then these are out of order because that's when Solomon was a young man, and um, he was in love, and he wrote the Song of Songs. And this is Proverbs when he was a bit older and wiser, and he was instructing his son. And this is when he got old and thought everything was useless. And he wrote Ecclesiastes. Now, you notice those books, they're sort of scattered there. Something happens. The kingdom is divided. Israel, the northern kingdom, um, comes to an end. Uh, seven year, 700 and something. Yeah. Judah, the southern kingdom. So this is David's reign, um, then Solomon's reign, then a man called Rehoboam. Um, in his days, the kingdom was divided into these two. And Judah is finally um, destroyed in 568, I think. Um, that's the date that Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed the city. Now, what exile means is Jerusalem was a city surrounded by walls. Somebody came to attack. So I'm talking about the southern kingdom here because it's Jerusalem. It was Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. He came... And he actually came in three waves, but we'll get into the detail of, of that. There was three times of captivity that he took from Judah. Daniel was taken first, then Ezekiel was taken in the second one, and Jeremiah was there for the last one. Um, but what happened was he surrounded the city at this last one. He starved out the city. People in there were dying of um, starvation. And then one day he broke through the walls. His men broke through the walls of Jerusalem. They destroyed the city, they burnt it to the ground, and whoever was left, they took in chains and dragged them back to Babylon. That's the exile. To be exiled, to be taken from your land, and to be dragged off to some other place. So that's what that word exile means. So you'll notice the books around the exile, heaps of books, heaps. Some looking forward to the exile. So all these guys, they spoke before the exile. Right? So they're looking on to the exile. Some of them are speaking to Judah. And if they're speaking to Judah, I've put them south. Some of them are speaking to Israel and other northern kingdoms. So for example, uh, he speaks to Edom. He speaks to Nineveh. He speaks to Nineveh. Not to Israel at all. So, but they're northern kingdoms. So Nineveh is Assyria, and um, Edom is the descendants of Esau. But these guys were speaking to Israel, the northern kingdom. Um, now, some of these other ones have some things to say to Israel, but their main message is to Judah. So they all were before the exile happened. Uh, these guys here were during the exile. So I already mentioned um, Jeremiah. He was in Jerusalem. Um, and he was in Jerusalem until the day that Nebuchadnezzar broke in. Lamentations, he wrote it. So it was around the same time. Ezekiel, um, he was taken in the second captivity. 
And Daniel was taken in the first captivity. A captivity means the same as exile, just in case anybody's um, confused about that. These guys all are after the exile has happened. So, I mean, with these guys, for example, Ezekiel, is he's been exiled already, but he's in the second wave. Daniel's been exiled, he's in the first wave. These guys are after the exile, so three prophets, three what we call history books. So Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther fit in there. Um, they're in that time period of when the children of Israel are already exiled. It's already happened. Then... 400 years later is the cross. I just I put in these two periods because I think they're important. From Joseph, after Joseph dies, um, we get this children of Israel are in Egypt for 430 years. And for 430 years, God does not speak. There's no writings. There's nothing until Moses comes. There's 400 years of silence where scripture doesn't, there's no scripture written in that period. Same thing after the last prophet, Malachi. He writes, and then there's 400 years until the Lord Jesus comes when nothing is written. No books of scripture are written. Now, I mean, I don't expect you to to remember exactly all these things, but if you remember those four main people, Abraham, Moses, David, Isaiah, then you'll be able to work out those, those four things. Abraham is the calling, Moses is the exodus, David is the kingdom, and Isaiah is the exile. And if you remember those breakdowns, it's really going to help you when you study the scriptures. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it, but I'm I'm hoping that this is going to be helpful for us to fit the books where they fit and follow... In our minds, uh, a pattern that's going to help us when we study the books.